0: I preached uh, a couple of Sundays ago on uh, the Destroying Mountain out of Revelation chapter eight. That is the one and only sermon I cannot pull off of Facebook. It video, it videoed up on Facebook. I usually pull it down, and put it up on YouTube. There's people who watch try to follow us on YouTube. It will not come down off of Facebook. So I was saying this last Wednesday. If you're interested in what's going on, I kind of lost a little bit because I was teaching on the Shadow of Death. You can go back and watch it through Facebook through our Indian Gap app, but you know, that's about the only place you can get it because it just would not pull off for me off of Facebook. So it's kind of a strange. I th- maybe we hit home, maybe hit too close to home or something like that. It was just they w- Facebook will not let me pull that one down and, and distribute it, do anything else with it. So kind of a strange thing, but when you're dealing with Facebook and YouTube, it's always a strange thing. There's words I can say right now that will get me kicked off YouTube. And we're not going to mention those words because <laughs> I will get kicked off, but it, it's, it's amazing. It's not worth getting kicked off for the gospel of Jesus Christ because I found it out. They have kicked me off, and I take it as a badge of honor that I got kicked off of YouTube. I take it as a badge of honor that I got kicked off. And I didn't even cuss or nothing. I just said the wrong word, and they kicked me off of there, but that's how that works. Okay. Revelation chapter 9, we're going to be there at verse 1. If y'all remember... When I was d- preaching on the destroying mountain, I was talking about how that destroying mountain it looks like, and I teach it as a dis- uh, Babylon is as, this, as the Antichrist comes down as an alien. Now, I don't believe in aliens. There's no such thing as aliens or, or creatures from other planets. But he's going to appear as an alien. And as he comes down as an alien, he's going to deceive the world as, as he steps off this mothership. And I was calling this mothership Babylon, the great destroying mountain of, Re- of Revelation chapter 8. But a couple years ago, uh, this man had rushed into this musical festival, and he had died, and th- this music festival has about 70,000 people at it. it was, it's up there in Reno. And it says that the festival accumulates with the burning of a tiring 40-foot effigy made of wood, a symbol of rebirth, the burning of a temple on Sunday before the festivities wrap up on Monday. It's this almost religious experience at this musical festival. And the reason why I'm bringing all this back up is that uh, this guy here, this, this, guy says, this guy says, people try to run into the fire as part of their spiritual portion of Burning Man. as a Burning Man festival. I'd never heard of it until about four or five years ago. But here's what, they, here's what they were burning. I put this picture up here. Here's what they were burning. They had this huge, looks like a spaceship, like a flying saucer, and they had this man above there, and that's what they were burning. People are having this religious experience, and one man literally ran it. They had security there, and he ran through the security, ran into the flames, and burned, burned himself alive as he, as he burned alive trying to get to this thing. But this is kind of creepy. This is the spirit of Antichrist running through the world today when you have 70,000, 80,000 people getting together, and they're burning It looks like a UFO, what they're calling a temple, and there's a man coming out of there. I believe that's, just, that's what I was preaching about, Revelation chapter 8, the Antichrist coming out of a ship and present himself presents himself as an alien because he'll have all the answers. So let's go into Revelation chapter 9. Revelation chapter 9. That's just kind of catching us up. Revelation chapter 9. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and unto him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, as a smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Brother Collins, do you mind praying over this, please, brother?
1: Father, Lord, we just kind of you, Lord, thank you for another day, Lord. Yes. We just yes. thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today, Father, Lord. Yes. And, uh, God, we just uh, praise you for all the things you do for us, Father, Lord. We just pray that you would be uh, uh, Father, uh, with us as we uh, gather here today, Father, with brothers and sisters in Christ, Father, and that your Holy Spirit would come. Yes, Lord. Lord, Great move, Lord. And, uh, Lord, we just uh, pray for our pastor that you would hide him behind the cross. Father, uh, give him the word you'd have him to say, Father, that, uh, Lord, we might uh, use it in our everyday walk, Lord, and uh, that it might uh, use it, uh, Father, to uh, be careful to give uh, an answer to those that ask us about the Holy (coughs) Spirit. Yes. Father, most of all, we thank you for the precious and holy blood. Saves us of our sins, Lord,
0: washes us as clean as snow, Father, and uh, we do uh, thank you for that, and thank you for Jesus, and we pray it all in his precious and holy name, amen. 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 Who's hot, too hot in here? I'm too hot. Anybody, it's too hot in here. I'm going to make an executive decision and turn that down. It has, a, and don't, it doesn't have a temperature on here, it has H-E-L-L right here instead of 89. <laughs> Hey, Wade, will you turn that one off here in the corner for me, please, brother? Because that thing keeps going on and off. Revelation chapter nine, verse one, and it says there the fifth angel sounded. So there's four there's gonna be seven trumpets. This is the fifth trumpet. And remember at the end of chapter eight, the angel said, Whoa, 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 unto the inhabitants, What's well, about to happen with the other trumpets, which are yet to sound. That was in chapter eight, verse thirteen. But chapter nine, this fifth angel does sound and it says a star, I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. A fallen angel. And this is that visitors from outer space that I keep talking about. These visitors from outer space. It's a star that falls from heaven on the earth. And to him was given this star. Because remember the star in the Bible is representing an angel. And it, to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit and there was rose of smoke out of the pit. And as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason the smoke of the pit. So this is a picture out of National Geographic of what the center of the earth looks like. And the Bible says at the center of that earth, there's a bottomless pit. It goes down here. It goes right down here. There's a bottomless pit down in here. It's interesting when you look at National Geographic. This is actually from National Geographic that you see the smoke is billowing up and how it's about to, it's about to be a volcanic eruption right here. But you see how the, they drew it like here with all the smoke and the molten. That's what the Bible's told us for 3,000 years, that beneath our feet's a burning place called hell. Amen? Amen. That's what my Bible has said. <laughs> The bottomless pit, what's a bottomless pit? Well, a bottomless pit would be something like this. So I'm going to draw the earth right here. Draw the earth like that. So the bottomless pit would be, it says he has a key to it, so there's gates to the bottomless pit, and it comes down here, and it's like this inside the earth. Of course, this isn't just, this isn't to scale, but it gives you kind of an idea. And what makes it a bottomless pit is you get thrown into this pit, you get, th- you get thrown into this pit, what makes it bottomless is, is the earth is rotating. The earth is rotating around. So when if you get down in here, and whoever you are down in here, and the devil gets thrown into this bottom, bottomless pit in Revelation chapter 20, this pit is spinning around on the inside too. So when you're inside, the bo- inside this bottomless pit, you're never touching the sides because you're inside the center of gravity and it's just spinning around you. It do- therefore, it can be literally, scientifically, could be a bottomless pit, and he says he has, there's an angel over this, over this bottomless pit, and he's sent down by God to open up this pit, and when he does, the demons, it's, it's amazing what's about to come out. So let's look at this bottomless pit first before we move on. The bottomless pit, this bottomless pit has an angel over it, look at verse 11, look at verse 11, skip down to Revelation chapter 9, verse 11, and they had a king over them, and we're about to read what them are, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Now both of those names in the Hebrew or Greek, that means destroyer. And uh, next time I preach on uh, Revelation, we're not going to get that far today. Next time I preach on Revelation, I'll explain what's going on in verse 11. But what we're looking at in verse 11 is, is that there's an angel over the bottomless pit. God has an angel over the bottomless pit. God has an angel over this church. God has angel over cities. That's all biblical. He has angel over cities. Do you know the Lord God has an angel over you? Watching over you? Some people call it the guardian angel. That's out of Psalms chapter 91. Jesus Christ says about them children, their angel doth always behold the face of their heavenly father. So it's like these little children have angels. Jesus Christ went on to say about little children, he said, those that harm one of these little ones that believe in me, it'd be better if you had a millstone wrapped around your neck and you were thrown in the ocean. It'd be better for you. So you've got angels watching over the little children. You've got angels watching over believers. You got angels watching over this bottomless pit. It has a key. You see this bottomless pit has a key. So if it has a key, that must mean it has gates. It must be locked up. It has bars. In Job chapter 17, verse 16, Job mentions the bars of the pit. The bars of the pit. We don't have time to turn to all these references, but you can write them down. So this bottomless pit has bars. In Isaiah, it says the bottomless pit has sides. And I'll get into that when we get into Revelation chapter 20. So it has sides, and we know it has sides here. The bottomless pit, it, you, uh, Korah fell alive into the pit. Remember Korah was going against Moses and uh, Numbers, and he was trying to bring the people against Moses and God, and Moses said, if, if, I'm, if I'm not for the Lord then not let something strange happen. But if I'm for the Lord, let something really strange happen to Korah right now. And then the, the Bible says the earth opened up, the pit, and they fell alive. Korah and his people fell alive into the pit. That was number 16. They fell down, I'd say, down into the bottomless pit. God opened it up. Ezekiel says that the bottomless pit is located in the low parts of the earth, underneath our feet. So uh, when you see the bottomless pit there in Revelation 9, you can be assured that it's in the low parts of the earth, way down deep, kind of like Sheol is. The pit is, in, is hell, what the Bible calls her- hell, and that's Ezekiel chapter 31. verse. Let's see what comes out of this bottomless pit. Look back at Revelation chapter 9, verse 3. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and of them was given power, as the scorpions, scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in the forehead. So who has the seal of God in the foreheads? Well, remember what we read and studied. These are the 144,000 evangelistic Jews from the 12 tribes, 12,000 of each 12 tribes, 144,000 Jews. They are sealed by God so they can preach the gospel at this time. The church has been raptured out. These are the seal of God in their foreheads. These are those 144,000 Jews we read about in Revelation chapter 7. So these scorpions come out, these scorpion-looking creatures come out, locusts come out, and they, they're, they're not hurting the green, they're not hurting anything on the earth. What they're doing is going after mankind. Look at verse 5. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, kill the man, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strike at the man. Now most of us in here living in Texas have been stung by a scorpion. Can you imagine? the pain that causes, and to be tormented like that for five months. So God's bringing His wrath out on mankind. This is a strange thing. This is a very, very strange thing. And I'm about to get into what it might be, uh, but let's look at verse 6. And in those days, very strange, in those days shall seek, men shall seek death. In those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee them. And that's a wild verse. It says, men are trying to commit suicide, Men want to die, men don't want to live anymore, but they are, cannot die, the desire to die shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. I was reading to y'all, when we were studying the shadow of death on, on Wednesday nights that in the shadow of death, it says that they had made, a de- they had made an agreement with death personified. In agreement with hell. So there's some all kinds of things going on here. I can't explain every bit of what that verse means, but we're going to try to break it down the best we can. So it says that they, they, that they are afraid that death flees from them. They seek death. Death flees from them. They cannot find death. Look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Turn to the right, or to the left, excuse me. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. There's the great truth of the Bible. Maybe some of y'all hadn't. Maybe some of you have heard this. Maybe you, remember, maybe you remember it. I don't know. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. It says they're seeking death, and death flees from them. Death shall flee from them. Well, woe, woe and behold, look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Look who has power of death. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, talking about Jesus Christ, he also himself likewise took part of the same, Jesus did, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. The devil has the power of death. The devil's a death angel. God gives the devil power to do that and allows the power to do that. And the devil, of course, has to follow everything God says. But the truth is, is that when the devil doesn't want you to die, he's got the power of death, he's not going to let you die. So you have these people living in this time... And they want to live forever, and they're trying to live forever, and all of a sudden they realize, you know what, I'm ready to check out of here. And the devil's like, I'm not going to let you check out of here. Satan has the power of death, and it looks like, according to this verse, people going through the tribulation period are ready to check out and die, but Satan will not let them. I've heard people sing songs, musicians sing songs. I've heard people say, you know, heaven can be a place here on earth. Heaven on earth, heaven on earth, heaven on earth. I don't want heaven to be this earth. This earth ain't good enough for heaven. And some people say, well, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever. I said, really? In this body? But that's what man is trying to do. Man wants to have eternal life, like Ponce de Leon. They want to have that fountain of youth. They want to have eternal life in this body. Well, see, God didn't give me a very good body. I don't like my body because it don't have no hair. I want hair. I don't want to live forever without hair. And they keep telling us how smart they are, but they had not figured out how to cure my baldness. Oh, we can put man on the moon, but if we can't give you hair. Well, you had not figured everything out yet then, right? But some people, they're trying to live forever, and they're doing it today through genetic cloning and genetic engineering. That's how, and I can't say the name of the name of the name that we're dealing with of certain something is genetically engineered in a lab. Now, y'all put two and two and three together and figure out what that is because if you say it, I'll get kicked off Facebook. But the truth is, now they're finding out that's where it was done. It was man-made. And they're trying to genetically engineer, and they're trying, and the science is trying to make a perfect human. And they're getting to the point where I pulled this up off the Internet. This is off of CRISPR. Genetic engineering will change everything forever. Ending disease, designer babies, eternal youth. They want to genetically take out that cancer that you're prone to get. My uncle is, is a 92 years old. My uncle Bo is 92 years old. His, his brother lived to be, I think, 91. It's genetics. They got good genetics. That's what's going on. A lot of my family, my sister attested that, a lot of my family, they died in their 50s, 40s. Why is that? Not good genetics. <laughs> and science knows that. And I agree with science. So what they do, we're going to, we're going to, deal with this, and we're going to change your genetics so that you'll, in, in cancer, in any kind of disease you can get, and if you're going to have a baby, it says here, you can't read it probably from your eye, it says designer babies, it says future scientist. And you can pick the color of your hair of your baby, you can pick the color of the skin of your baby, the color of the eyes, that's where they're at today. And they're genetically messing with something that God doesn't want them messing with. And they're creating test tube babies, test tube humans. That's what they're doing, that's what that's what the world's doing. All because of why? Because of this right here. The reason why you get rid of disease is so you can live longer. The reason why you design babies, you want to design them so they'll live longer. It's all about the youth and having eternal youth. It's all about plastic surgery today, Botox. It's all about extending your legs. If you're too short, they can take your legs and extend them now, break your legs, put bones. They do everything. Except good hair implants. I had not seen that yet. The truth is is that it's all about this right here. Living and having that eternal youth. But what happens if this earth that you're trying to live eternally on turns into a hell? Where locusts, demons from the bottomless pit come out of of this and smoke and they're tormenting you. And you're like, I just want to die, I just want to die, I just want to die. I want to check out, I want to die. And the devil's laughing, you're not going nowhere. A few years back, they, start, they had a, one of the, the uh, most popular TV shows on, on TV, it's not anymore, was a, was a show called The Walking Dead. And that show was based on the principle that people were walking around that weren't dead, that wanted to die. And that's what that show was about. And that was the most popular show on TV. And it was The Walking Dead. So what you have going on there in verse 6, they seek death shall not find it, shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them, is zombies. It's a lot like what you think of as zombies, people walking around trying to flee, trying to seek for death and can't find it. That's what you have going on. Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. Now John is going to describe what he sees in these locusts. John's going to try to describe to the best of his ability what he sees in this locust. So let's read verses 7 through 10 together. And the shapes of the locusts, these are the locusts that came out of that bottomless pit. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. And their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates. As it were, breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses, run into battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was hurt to hurt men five months. Now, you got to remember that John is trying to explain to you 2,000 years ago what he's seeing in the future. Never seeing this stuff, he's brought into the future by God, and God's showing him, now write this down, and he sees this, and he's like, okay, what am I seeing here? And he's trying to describe it. And as he's trying to describe it, he's look, he's trying to describe the best he can to somebody living in his time, what he knows and what he can describe. John is looking 2,000 years into the future. Now, when you take your Bible and you study your Bible, you'll never, now listen to me, because some of y'all are not going to get this after I show you this part of this. You're never, ever, ever wrong to take it literal. You're almost never wrong. Unless it tells you that that's what this means. When you see that there's locusts coming out of a bottomless pit, I believe there will be probably locusts coming out of a bottomless pit. But then when he starts describing these locusts, something strange happens. When you look in and living in 2022, we take the description that he just gave us and we can start figuring some of this stuff out.